If you have your Bibles, please open them up to uh, Matthew chapter 11, beginning in, in verse number 28. We got half the lights on. We're doing good, guys. Get the other half on, we'll be balling. All right, awesome. Um, Matthew chapter 11, beginning in verse number 28. Now, I want to tell you the very first time I ever laid eyes on my wife. Um, we, the first time I had seen her, I was at Joshua Springs and I was in the parking lot and she was coming out of the sanctuary and I'd never, ever seen her before in my life. And she comes walking through those double doors and I'm walking up. And when I saw her, I walked right up to her and I started kissing her. (laughs) No, of course not. I didn't. She would have slapped the heck out of me, right? Like, who are you? I didn't know her and and, and definitely would have got smacked across the face had I tried a stunt like that. But today, I bet you I might get away with, 24, three years later, um, I might get away with giving her a kiss and walking up to her and... um, Today, I know a ton of things about my wife that that day I first laid eyes on her, I didn't know. And I know what her favorite colors are. I know what she likes, what she doesn't like. I I know what her favorite foods are. I know where she likes to go for fun. I, I know the type of movies she likes and doesn't like. And, you know, I know certain things about her, things that make her mad, things that make her happy. And, and all of those things that I didn't know the first day I laid eyes on her, I learned. And how did I learn those things about her? I learned those things by spending time with her. I learned those things relationally. I learned those things in, you know, those long talks on the phone when we were first dating where we'd spend all day together. And then after being together for 10 hours, we would drive home. And back in those days, we had these weird contraptions that plugged into the wall. And then they had this cord that came to this device that had a a thing on it with another cord. And you had to hold it to your ear to talk on the phone. And, and we would talk on the, after being together for 10 hours, then we'd talk on the phone till three in the morning and until we both fell asleep with drool running down the side of our face and the phone wake us, woke us up with a, eh, 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 and you know, you go to sleep. But in those conversations and in that time that we didn't want to be apart. And, and then over the next 20 years, we, we know each other now. We, we know each other better. We know things. I want to tell you that God can be, and that's an illustration to say that that the Bible says we learn of God um, step by step, a little here, a little there, line upon line, precept upon precept. And, And the way that we've committed to going through the word of God chapter by chapter, verse by verse is for that exact reason. You know, we, we think it's very important that we, we, and in that we get to know Jesus. You know, I want to tell you that, you know, and I, and I brag about it often, or I'm, or I'm excited about it, and I think I celebrate it, that, that we were committed to teaching and studying the Word chapter by chapter, verse by verse. But I don't ever want it to get twisted in our church that, that we have some kind of intellectual goal of being intellectually superior than another church or another person or another Christian. That's never the goal. We completely miss out if we don't understand that our commitment to the Word of God is one purpose. And that's to get to know Jesus intimately and personally. That's to build that relationship that I've built with my wife. That's to get to know what Jesus likes and doesn't like. That, that's, you know, Thomas said to Jesus, Jesus, show us God, basically. Show us the Father. And Jesus said to Thomas, Thomas, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And Jesus came as that, that revelation of, of God. And you want to know what God is like? You only need to look at Jesus God is Jesus. Jesus is God. And he reveals himself to us 
through his word, through his life, through these conversations, through these studies. And as we go through the Bible, it is important that we understand that our our goal here this morning is that each one of us gets a little closer to Jesus, that each one of us learns a little bit more about Jesus that impresses us, that, that, that brings our heart closer to his. And I'm really under the impression that the more you know God, the more you know Jesus, and the more you know about him, the more you're going to fall in love with him, the more you're going to be impressed by him. And so um, we come to this section where we are today in Matthew. Now, I want to tell you the, the chapter and verse breaks that we have in our Bibles. Those were added later, right? You understand that when Matthew wrote the gospel of Matthew, he didn't write it in chapters and verse. He wrote it in one long scroll. And then later, at some point in history, when we compiled the Bibles, we added, men added, the chapter and verse breaks for convenience. Now, we we always say, you know, the Bible is inspired, but the chapter and verse breaks may or may not be. And sometimes you come to a chapter break in a Bible and you think, well, that's meant to be there because it's another thought or it's another place. It's another section. But that's not always the case. Oftentimes, the one chapter just flows right into the next. And by design of the Holy Spirit, that's what we have here. The end of chapter 11, and then the story that happens directly following it, they both go together. Let's look at them together. So the first one is, Jesus said in chapter 11, verse 28, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And at that time, Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath. And his disciples were hungry and began to pluck heads of grain and eat. And when the Pharisees saw it, they said to him, look, your disciples are doing what is not lawful to do on the Sabbath. But he said to them, have you not read what David did when he was hungry and those who were with him? How he entered the house of God and ate the showbread, which was not lawful for him to eat, nor for those who were with him, but only for the priests. Or have you not read in verse 5? So Jesus here in chapter 11, verse 28, he says that come to me and he will give you rest. And then the very next section is the Pharisees fighting with Jesus over his disciples breaking the Sabbath. Does anybody know what the word Sabbath means? Sabbath means rest. So it technically means rest. The highlight over chapter 12. Look at your Bibles. What does the section title say over chapter 12? Jesus, the Lord of the Sabbath. Now, I want to tell you something about Jesus. And and this is so important to what we're going to study today. Hebrews tells us. Now, here it says he's the Lord of the Sabbath. Hebrews tells us more specifically that Jesus is your Sabbath. Is that Chinese? I'm going to let it settle in because you got to get that. Jesus is the Sabbath. Not the Sabbath. He is your Sabbath. So Jesus, like, you know, not only just fulfilled the law of Sabbath, but Jesus then becomes the Sabbath. Let me unpack it for you this way. You know, today there are certain folks who say we need to, as Christians, observe the Sabbath. What's funny about these folks who feel like we need to observe the Sabbath today is they can't even get the right day of the week. But besides that, none of these folks who think you have to observe the Sabbath would also tell you that you have to sacrifice lambs today. Why? Well, was it prescribed by God for thousands of years that God's people would sacrifice lambs? Yes or no? And then rightfully so, right? 
And the lamb was a picture. And God set this up for thousands of years and told his people, take a a, a knife in a very violent act and, and cut the lamb's throat from ear to ear. There was a Christian filmographer in the Holy Land recently, and he's actually from Utah. And he did a documentary on the sacrificing of lambs, and it's violent. And, and he shows it up close, and, and it's intentionally that way. And God designed it intentionally that way because his son one day would die a violent death. But nonetheless, the blood of the lambs was taken, and it was sprinkled over the altar where you would ceremonially place your sins under the blood of the lambs. And then the blood of the lambs would be sprinkled over the top, and it would cover your sins. Well, then one day Jesus came and John the Baptist saw him. And what did John the Baptist proclaim of his Lord and Savior Jesus? Behold, the Lamb of God who 